Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Breaking news tonight, market meltdown. As the coronavirus spreads, stocks take a nosedive. The Dow closing down more than 2,000 points, the market's worst day since the 2008 financial crisis. And the UN warns of a global recession. Tonight, what it means for your money. Back on land, thousands of people exposed to the coronavirus on the cruise liner Grand Princess, now in port in California, with more than 20 confirmed cases on board. Where are they headed now? The outbreak expands. The death toll in the U.S. rises, with cases in at least 35 states. Schools and colleges shut down. Sporting events canceled. Tonight, the dramatic measures Americans are taking and the warning from New York's mayor to millions of commuters. Drastic lockdown in Italy. The entire country virtually shut down. Public gatherings banned. Travel across the country halted all in an effort to contain the virus. Plus, royal farewell. Harry and Meghan make their final public appearances as senior members of the royal family. And Operation Celebration. A police officer goes above and beyond the call of duty for a little girl's birthday and gives us all something to smile about. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. And as we come on the air tonight, Wall Street is reeling and millions of Americans are worried after the worst day on Wall Street since the 2008 financial crisis. The Dow fell more than 2,000 points, close to 8%, based largely on concern over the coronavirus. And today, the U.S. death toll rose to 26. We also learned that several members of Congress are in self-quarantine after possible exposure. And a dramatic development in Italy tonight, travel restrictions have now been placed on the entire country 
of 60 million people. In addition, no public gatherings, no public sporting events. The prime minister directly told his people to stay at home. Because of that, we've got team coverage tonight from California to D.C. to Rome, and we'll answer some of the most important questions surrounding the virus tonight. Nikki Batiste is going to lead us off tonight on Wall Street. Nikki. Nora, it was a stunning day here today on Wall Street. The markets went plummeting after a global war over a global oil price war and concerns over the coronavirus. Another massive stock drop that's stoking fears of a recession. The closing bell ended a bloodbath on Wall Street. Down nearly 8%, the worst finish in over a decade left traders almost speechless. I think people are scared. They're looking at their, their 401ks. It's clearly markets in turmoil. You know, it's hard to know what to say. In a rare move, trading was halted this morning after the first four minutes. An oil price war between the Saudis and the Russians and the spreading coronavirus sent the market down over 2,000 points and oil prices to their biggest drop in nearly 30 years. With schools and institutions closing their doors, large events canceled, and nervous Americans scrapping their travel plans, today's historic drop is likely to take a deeper toll on the consumer. They're going to read that the Dow Jones Industrial was down thousands of points, and that in and of itself can have a real impact on a person's psyche, may even impact how they think about spending in the future. President Trump blamed others for the market drop, but with recession fears increasing, the administration is considering tax cuts for individuals and industries most affected, including airlines and cruise ship companies. In another sign of how concerned the administration is about the economy, White House officials called an emergency meeting with Wall Street executives for this Wednesday. Nora? All right, Nikki, thank you. And that cruise ship that was stuck for days off the California coast has finally docked tonight in Oakland with 21 confirmed cases on board. Passengers now face quarantine on military bases. The coronavirus outbreak is forcing local governments all over the country to make tough decisions. We just learned Boston has canceled its St. Patrick's Day parade. We've got more now from Carter Evans. Tonight, more than 2,400 passengers who've been isolated in their rooms for four days are beginning to disembark from the Grand Princess. Look at that, they got security out. Over the next few days, they'll be transferred to military bases in California, Texas, and Georgia, where they'll be quarantined. International passengers will take charter flights to their home countries. As for the more than 1,100 crew members, so far at least 19 are infected and all will be quarantined on the ship. They've got a hell of a logistic problem. We spoke to Wayne in June Holland as the ship docked in Oakland. Uh, you know, most buses don't hold more than 60 people. Right. There's 2,500 people that they're gonna move off the ship. Their daughter, who's also on the cruise, is worried. Nobody wants to see your family or anybody in any kind of dangers. Imagining that my parents were exposed and, you know, they're in that class that is at higher risk. The virus is making its way across the country in 36 states and Washington, D.C. That's where a top clergy member at Christ Church Georgetown tested positive for COVID-19, exposing hundreds. And concern is increasing in New York City tonight, with the chairman of the largest public transit authority in the nation telling New Yorkers. If you can get around without riding the subway, do it. 
This is the head of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, Rick Cotton, confirmed he has the virus. He immediately uh, went home and isolated himself, which is exactly what everyone should do, and he's working from home. Large universities, including Columbia and Hofstra in New York and Stanford in California, suspended classes over concerns of exposure. And at this nursing home in Washington state, linked to at least 19 deaths so far, six more residents and 70 staff members are now showing symptoms. On the Grand Princess behind me, passengers will be screened before they leave the ship. The focus initially will be on people who require immediate medical attention. Now, anyone coughing or has a fever, they're going to have to wear a surgical mask and they're going to take, take a separate gangway. The goal is to have everyone off the ship and in quarantine within the next three days. An incredible development there. Carter, thank you. And as the crisis deepens tonight, President Trump is huddling with top advisors, working on a response to the outbreak. This is the president comes under criticism for spending time golfing at his Mar-a-Lago property over the weekend. Paula Reed reports tonight from the White House. As he returned to the White House this afternoon, President Trump waved but refused to take questions. Though on Twitter, he continues to downplay the global epidemic, accusing Democrats and the media of trying to inflame the coronavirus situation. That directly contradicts members of his own administration. Make no mistake, this is a very serious health problem. The president also publicly defying government recommendations on hygiene. It sounds simplistic, but it's true washing of hands. And now CBS News has learned the president may have been exposed to the virus himself. At least four members of Congress have decided to self-quarantine after coming into contact with a person who tested positive for COVID-19. The contact occurred at a conservative convention in Washington less than two weeks ago. One, Georgia's Doug Collins, can be seen here with the president on Friday. And Florida's Matt Gates traveled on Air Force One with the president just today and announced his self-quarantine roughly an hour after landing. Gates made fun of the coronavirus response last week when he wore a biohazard mask on the House floor. Matt Schlapp, who oversaw the conservative convention, is also in self-quarantine. His wife, Mercedes, was expected to be part of a Women for Trump bus tour with the president's daughter-in-law. The tour has now been delayed, even as the president has yet to curtail his own campaign travel. And Paula joins us from the White House. Paula, as you mentioned, the president hasn't curtailed his own campaign schedule, but has anything changed at the White House complex itself? Well, CBS News has learned that the White House is discouraging foreign officials from visiting, instead trying to do meetings over the phone or in teleconference. Now, right now, President Trump is briefing reporters, and he says tomorrow he will head to Capitol Hill to meet with Republicans to discuss a possible payroll tax cut and also possibly some relief for hourly wage earners. Nora. All right, Paula, thank you. We want to turn to the other big story today. All of Italy is going on lockdown. Tonight, the prime minister announcing drastic new measures just a short time ago, essentially telling everyone in his country to stay home. Italy is struggling to contain the largest European outbreak. City streets, stadiums and landmarks, usually bustling with life, are now eerily empty and quiet. Charlie Daggett reports tonight from Rome. Dramatic new developments at the sharp end of what's become the worst outbreak outside of China. 
Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte announcing tonight severe restrictions on the entire nation of around 60 million people. From tomorrow morning, all sporting events are off, including soccer. The general public should only go to work and work from home if possible. Public gatherings are out of the question. Here's why. Government figures tonight continue to soar. More than 9,100 cases, 463 fatalities. Coronavirus contamination is growing in number and spreading in territory. Even before the dramatic move tonight, the World Health Organization had applauded Italy's extreme step forward. We're encouraged that Italy is taking aggressive measures to contain the, its epidemic. Aggressive measures that look like this new video allegedly showing an intensive care unit inside Italy's red zone. Over the weekend, soccer matches were played to empty stadiums. Ski resorts shut down, even Pope Francis appearing on wide screens instead of the papal apartment. Anything to keep the crowds down. Now, this is still a developing story, Nora. The prime minister saying tonight we're running out of time. Now, Americans, they won't be stuck here. They can still travel back home. As for Italians, they're saying don't travel. Don't even leave home unless necessary. Nora? Significant development tonight, Charlie. Thank you. And because of that, we want to bring in our chief medical correspondent, Dr. John LaPook. All right, John, we just heard about Italy in lockdown. We've seen closures of schools, churches here in the United States. Why is the CDC using that phrase, social distancing, and does it work? Well, it's basically figuring out ways to keep us away from each other. And there is evidence that it does work. In the 1918 flu pandemic, cities that adopted it, they had fewer mortality than cities that didn't. So, yes, there's evidence. You mentioned, of course, the flu, which affects millions, kills at least 20 thousand people here in the U.S. every year. So explain why public health officials are so concerned about the coronavirus. Well, we are still concerned about the flu, and you're right, it kills a lot of people. But there's a difference, right? With the flu, we know come spring, come rain or shine, it's going to start to die down. So it's predictable that way. And there is a vaccine, and there's a treatment like Tamiflu. With coronavirus, we don't know what's going to happen with the warm weather. It may die down, it may not. There's no treatment known, there's no vaccine. And unlike the flu, where you can have some immunity from past flu seasons. There's no immunity uh, to this new coronavirus. And what that all adds up to is uncertainty, which Wall Street hates and Americans hate. And John, I have to get you to address the issue of these tests. Do we have enough tests? Are people going to be able to get the test to find out if they have coronavirus? Are we getting near some sort of turning point on that? Uh, we all hope so. It's been very frustrating right now without these diagnostic kits. I mean, places like South Korea were able to test almost 200,000 people. And here in the United States, we were able to make a diagnosis in, in places like Washington State where people had obvious symptoms. But what's going on in the rest of the country? Is it possible that people have very few symptoms or even no symptoms. Until we have these diagnostic kits, we're not going to get our arms around it. Once we do get our arms around it, we'll have the ability to figure out a better plan for getting it under control. All right, Dr. John LaPook, always good to have you. Thank you so much. And tonight, the outbreak is threatening to send the cruise ship industry into crisis. The State Department is warning Americans not to take cruises right now. More than 14 million people do in a normal year. And Mohel Bohorkis reports tonight from Miami. 
the new State Department warning against traveling on cruise ships during the outbreak did not deter these passengers leaving from Port Miami. In fact, six ships set sail today. We got Clorox wipes. We're good. We're going to be healthy. It's going to be all right. Just don't touch the handrails. But the ships are leaving with fewer passengers. An indication of slowdown is already hitting the $53 billion a year industry, responsible for 420,000 jobs in this country alone. They have more cancellations right now than reservations as of last week. And this is revenue they can't recoup. And then it doesn't trickle down, it tumbles down. Tumbles down. Sure, it's the restaurant worker, it's the cab driver, it's the maid at your hotel. The travel slump could be the worst since the 2008 recession, with airlines already cutting capacity and Amtrak cutting service on some of its most profitable routes. Aware of the pending hit, Vice President Mike Pence held a travel summit in Fort Lauderdale this weekend with cruise line leaders. It took place at the same port where a worker recently tested positive for the virus. But unlike smaller outbreaks the cruise lines have weathered before, this one is different. Especially a cruise because they think they're going to get quarantined and everybody wants to keep their options open. Nobody wants to get stuck. The cruise line's enhanced measures include having more medical professionals on board and denying entry to any passenger who has recently visited the hardest-hit countries. One travel association estimates the virus could cost the world's tourism industry $46 billion a month. Nora? All right, Manny, thank you. Despite the risks posed by the virus, both Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden continue to stage rallies and shake hands on the trail. Today, both candidates campaigned in Michigan, one of six states holding primaries tomorrow. A new poll suggests Biden has a big lead there. Bernie Sanders won it four years ago in an upset over Hillary Clinton. Tonight, Prince Harry and Meghan have completed their official family obligations after attending an event at Westminster Abbey. Mark Phillips now on Harry and Meghan's final act as royals. It's one of the great royal family showpieces of the year, a Westminster Abbey service featuring the Queen, along with Charles and Camilla, William and Kate, even Edward and Sophie, and last and soon to be least, Harry and Meghan in their last official role before returning to their chosen non-royal life in North America, a change that was supposed to happen at the end of this month. But as they arrived for what was supposed to be their last full family event, Meghan and Harry learned that for them, the future starts now. Instead of the traditional family parade, as happened last year, this year there would be no royal procession. Harry and Meghan were led to their seats, and the Queen entered separately, perhaps to make the absence of the departing couple less glaring. Harry and Meghan have cut a dashing swathe through London in their last official days here. Meghan significantly chose a mixed-race school for one of her final appearances. She really is beautiful, isn't it? A final embrace for the life she's leaving behind. A final smile at the end of the long goodbye. Mark Phillips, CBS News, London. Tonight we're getting a lesson in kindness from two police officers in Georgia. It was just a simple act and we would never have known about it if they hadn't been wearing body cameras. Here's Don Daler. Happy birthday to you. Everyone's first birthday is important, but this one was really special. It started a little earlier in the evening. Two Gwinnett County police officers spotted a woman on the street. How you doing, ma'am? Where are you trying to get to? 
You want to ride? Please. Come on. Body cam footage captured Sergeant Nick Boney and Officer Jimmy Wilson's conversation with the unnamed woman. Today's my daughter's birthday. She turned one. Oh, really? That's when the sergeant had an idea. Hey, come here. I'll give you my credit card. Go get her uh, a birthday cake with a, with a number one candle. When they reached home. Hi. How are you? Big hugs. This actually happened back in January. Their supervisors didn't know about it until a routine audit of body cam footage turned it up. I don't think it has anything to do in general with being a police officer. I think uh, I think a lot of people do that every day. It just doesn't get seen. Happy birthday to The little girl will likely have many more happy birthdays with many more gifts. But for her mother, this single act of kindness just might be the best. Don Daler, CBS News, New York. How that ride home turned into a birthday party for that little girl, her first birthday party. She'll never forget it. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we're going to have the very latest on the coronavirus outbreak, including answering the question, are America's hospitals ready? And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's news. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.